All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here starting a brand new series, and we're actually getting into our spooky uh, Halloween uh, section of our podcast here, starting early. Yeah, spooky, sp- uh, spooky September. That's right. Let it be known we got ahead of it before anyone else. <laughs> if Christmas, Like you said last week, if Christmas can have four months, I say Halloween gets at least two. At least. And it actually, deserves more. With us, actually, I, we say we're starting it now, but we just got done doing a three-part Swamp Thing series as well, which I would definitely argue oh, yeah. qualify that fits the category so we've been going already this is the fourth week i take that back this yeah. is the fourth week of our halloween coverage and we're hey, starting it deserves it it does deserve it <laughs> um like we've talked about horror is our favorite genre so we're I feel like we're going to get them all way out too quickly. I don't know how we're going to do this next year. I was going to say, we already kind of gone through like the legendary ones at least. Maybe we'll just come back for part two. We'll, we'll do more Swamp Thing, do more Blade, do more. Maybe Blade will be out by then. Who knows? Isn't there like an animated Hellboy series that's bad? There is. Yeah, there's more Hellboy we could do. Yeah. I, I looked it up. There's actually, believe it or not, a Blade TV show. No way. Yes. Is it as bad it, as it, the Swamp Thing I don't one? Know. <laughs> it went for one season for 12 episodes. So, yeah, probably not great. It's probably not the best thing ever what made. year? Was it before the movie or after? I don't know. I didn't look at the year. It'd have to be after. Yeah, but it exists. That's it, crazy. It's something that was made. Yeah, it's worth a shot. Uh, but yeah, so you might have guessed it by now. Today we're do, uh, starting our three-part series on Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to be doing part one today is going to be Blade's first appearance, which is in Tomb of Dracula number 10, um, which we'll get to. It's a single-issue appearance, kind of just like a one-off story of Blade versus Dracula. Yeah, very different. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it was the original uh, Blade, so it's different than what we'll see in the movie. But that's kind of what we can get examine is kind of how the movie the movie played a big part in developing the character, which we'll talk about. Yeah, which I didn't know. Yeah, so we'll we'll get there. Um, and then next week we'll be talking about another Blade book. Uh, I think it's written by Don McGregor. It's going to be like a, a little bit later on. I don't even think he was a vampire at that point yet, even. Okay. In the comics. Um, and then finally, part three, we're going to be, of course, we're going to be watching all three Blade movies as we go on as well. I figured that would be obvious. Yep. Um, and then part three, we're going to be talking about Teeny Howard's uh, Strike Force book, which is actually Blade leading a team of different superheroes against like uh, otherworldly vampires. Yeah, I'm which excited is pretty for cool. that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's actually going to be covering uh, some characters who I don't think you've met yet, like Spider-Woman and Winter Soldier, at least comic book versions of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, definitely not. So yeah, it'll be an introdu- introduction to some. Oh, and Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo is great. She, Ooh, she's uh, she basically has like light based powers. She's she was also Captain Marvel for a while. Okay, gotcha. Um, in in the Captain Marvel movie, she was the the other Air Force pilot. Oh, gotcha. Okay. She doesn't seem to have her powers yet, but I'm hoping that's what the MCU is doing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. If this is your first episode joining us, uh, hello. Um, <laughs> we uh, we do a podcast every Monday. We where we, it's kind of like a book club where we'll uh, read one book and then compare it to one adaptation uh as that goes on so like last week we did uh a swamp thing book and then watched the 90s swamp thing tv show which was maybe the worst thing we've ever watched actually yeah. i think we ranked it it was the worst i thing think we it ever is watched. the worst yeah number yes, one definitively <laughs> um so that, that's kind of the gist of what we do so it doesn't have to be good it no, just no. has to be the same thing <laughs> sometimes it's better if it's not good yeah, a lot of times it is. This time is going to be a rare exception where we actually got to watch a good movie. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, this could wa- be up top for one of the best we've watched. Yeah, maybe one day we'll rank the best things. We haven't done that yet. We've only ranked the worst things. <laughs> well, there's been more bad than good. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then if you want to find out what we're doing ahead of time, we do have a Twitter over at Agents of Podcast where we'll tweet our, our upcoming schedule. So that way, if you do want to read along with us, you can. Uh, everything that we read is usually on Marvel Unlimited or DC Universe yep. or at least, you know, rentable on Hoopla. Yeah. I always recommend that Hoopla app. If you have like a library subscription, you can get free comics basically. Yeah, that's it. a sleeper. It's legitimate. It's so good. 
Um, but otherwise, I mean, the, the book we're reading today is on Marvel Unlimited, Tomb of Dracula number 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty easy to catch up on what we're reading. But we do try as well, like even if you haven't read what we're doing, we do try to walk through enough of the plot points where you can at least kind of understand what happened and what was going on. Yeah. So if you do want to get that context, maybe if you don't have access to these comics, you can kind of you know get some background before we do talk about the movie. Um, but if you do want to come just for the movie, I do timestamp things as well. So if you just, you know, want to come and listen, like, yo, they watched Blade, like it's been a while since I watched Blade, you can actually skip ahead to that part of the podcast and yep. then come back later or don't. I'm not the boss here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free world. It is. You, you can do what you like with this material. It's free. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but and, and also, if you are just joining us, just know that you do also have the opportunity to pick what we cover for the podcast as well. We have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash agents of comic book. Yep. And if you sign up, really, you only have to sign up at the $5 level to get a single episode. That's all it takes. Yep. Um, and you don't even have to stick around. This is a, an openly, a not very secret secret. <laughs> if you, you want to make uh, a recommendation and sign up for the $5 level, the next month, you can you can get the fuck out. I don't care. Like If you want to come in, get your episode, and boom. like I just wanted to see someone review My Little Ponies, and I'm done. Oh, yeah. Like, are there My Little Pony comics? We talked about this. There, I think there definitely are. Oh, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> there's a I, comic I for that. everybody. Oh, definitely. So if you want to come in and get your episode and get out, that's totally fine. Or if you want to stick around and support the show, we appreciate all of you that do that as well. Oh, definitely. Um, because we had we've had a few uh reviews, like people who who have requested episodes have actually requested stuff that we like didn't even think of offhand, but we ended oh, yeah. up loving, like Power Rangers. That was a really good series. Yeah, that was probably one of the best. Yep. Uh, so 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 yeah. I don't think there's been a bad recommendation yet. Uh, and then if you want to as well, you can sign up at the uh, the ten dollar level, and you can pick up to like a series. Because a lot of times, what we'll do is we'll dive into a book. You know, we'll go at least like three or four volumes in. So if you want to get us to review, you know, get longer in a book, you can. Or if you want to mix and match those three episodes, that's totally up to you as well. I mean, mm-hmm. they're yours to do what you like with. Uh, but without further ado, we're going to be getting into uh, what we're going to be covering today, which is actually just a single issue. You normally we'll be covering like a complete arc, but this is Blade's first appearance is pretty brief yeah um, as far as where he first pops in in the comics and i wanted this to start here just to get some context of kind of where the character started and where he originated just so we can see where he ended up yeah it's a cool kind of piece of history right exactly um and so we're going to be starting out with like i said tomb of dracula number 10 this was uh written in 1973 uh you might be right let me double check here uh, but yeah, so this came out back in uh, 1973 the creative team on this book uh is written by marv wolfman who uh very famous for uh, writing the most famous run of uh, Teen Titans, which created Starfire and Raven. I did not um, look up to see if that was a pen name either, because Marv Wolfman is a pretty on-the-nose name for like a horror comic <laughs> to writer. To be writing Dracula comics? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Marv Wolfman. Hey, Wolfman. Yeah, maybe I'm the Wolfman. <laughs> Marv Wolfman does sometimes self-insert himself into books, too, so it'd okay. be nice if, if he self-inserted himself into this one as the Wolfman. <laughs> that, yeah, that'd be a little way too on the I'm nose. I'm Marv Wolfman. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, You're he going actually, down, Dracula. <laughs> he actually got uh, credited on like the Blade movie, too. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he is the original creator. Uh, and then the artist is uh, uh, Gene Collan, uh, who is an uh, artist. Uh, he started out, he's pretty famous for be- being one of the first artists on Daredevil as well. Okay. Um. So And his art, actually, in this book is very, very good I, I the art was something i really liked yeah that was definitely a high point mm-hmm. uh and then we do have inks by uh jack abel letters by d vladimir it doesn't say his first name here and then p goldberg is the colorist again no first name i guess there wasn't room on the page i was gonna say is that for that's, room or is that a that's style? a little weak <laughs> right make room for the first names <laughs> right like they're waiting like all week everyone to else see got the, one yeah to see the, the print finally and they're like oh they couldn't even fit the whole name yeah <laughs> um it starts out with these like uh, teenagers who are like escaping europe to get married against their parents wishes they're kind of like <laughs> romeo and juliet my favorite part is how like the narration is like and the and the vampires stalk the youth 
ewes. Yeah. <laughs> the ewes are going down. It's just like so 1970s. These sinful ewes. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and, and the bats, or I said the bats, the vampires uh, start as bats and turn into vampires and kind of attack these kids at the dock. Yeah, they literally swoop in and say, forget your plans, youth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that, a, it's a low blow. Yeah. We're not youths. <laughs> We're 25. I'm a real man. And, uh, of course, this is just the moment for, uh, for Blade to jump in. His first appearance is pretty badass here. They're like, they turn their heads and they're like, who? They call me Blade. Blade, the vampire killer. Mm-hmm. And uh, his original costume, if you haven't seen it, is quite different than probably what you'd be expecting after coming back and watching like the Wesley Snipes movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, I'm trying to describe this for people who haven't seen this. He's got like a green coat, no shirt. Or, you know, he does have a shirt. It's just, like, unbuttoned. Yeah. Um, Red Bandolier. They said that was Marv Wolfman's idea. Uh, okay. he's the creator of Deathstroke also. So you got to oh, have a bandolier. Gotcha. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, which has, like, a bunch of wooden stakes on it. And he's got these, like, yellow, like, safety glasses. Yeah. Uh, they're either weird sunglasses or literally safety glasses. Yeah, he looks very 70s. Yeah. And uh, he jumps in with his wooden stakes and takes out these vampires. Oh, wait, yeah. No, they're not even wooden stakes. They're just knives. They're just like red blades. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. I guess his name is Blade. Yeah. So, I, I guess I have to assume they're silver then. I don't know. They don't really say that. Yeah, he never specifies. He, I mean, he seems like an expert vampire hunter. I guess I have to assume they're silver. Yeah, I would think. Um, But yeah, he takes them out and... Uh, the, we haven't been reading this book. We didn't read the first nine issues of Tomb of Dracula, obviously. Yeah. Um, but the person who comes up to him kind of looks like Chief from the Doom Patrol. I was going to say, and I kind of thought maybe this is where um, whoever made the Blade movie got the inspiration for um, Chris Christopherson's character. Whistler. Yeah, it's possible, although his name is Harker. So I think this is more of like a Dracula tie-in. Yeah, yeah, probably. So I, I think this is like uh, like Mina Harker's dad, is what I'm assuming Oh, here. gotcha. That yeah, so sense. he's probably the one after Dracula to get Mina back. Again, yep. this is just my assumption based on the classic story of Dracula. Yeah, I would assume it, there'd be more Dracula ties in than Blade ties. Yeah, because if his name <laughs> is Harker, you know. Yeah, because Blade and him don't really seem like friends. Like They like are kind of just business associates. Like, right, they're kind of just like bumping into each yeah, other yeah. here. It's like, oh no, I'm just killing vampires. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, like I had a real plan. You're just messing mine up. Right, so that's what kind of makes Blade cool in this appearance, though, is he is kind of like a wild card. He just kind of shows up, does what he needs to do, gets the job done, and then fucks off. You know, yeah. he's like, I don't even know you guys. I'm doing this way better than you guys are. Yeah, and just... they even try to recruit him, and then he's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm a way better vampire Carol than you. Like, you can do all your research and like your surveillance surveillance and whatever and take years to try to kill dracula i'm gonna just like go up to him and just kill his ass yeah i'm just gonna go stab him <laughs> uh so it kind of seems like he's been doing this for longer than him and kind of like he doesn't really respect you know the way they want to go about things just kind of biding their time he's more of like a heads on kind of guy yep um oh we didn't call this out before i do really like the cover of this um of this issue as well it'd, oh, be, yeah. it'd be a cool one to have on display like the first appearance of blade because like the the cover uh, by Gene Col- uh, Colan right here is really good. I like I, m- I miss the old school covers with the uh, the text boxes on them. Yeah, it'd be like a cold open. Yeah, I do kind of yeah. like that because he's like drop that drop that girl Dracula or this wooden knife will finish you off forever. Maybe oh, so they are wooden knives. Yeah, oh yeah, does the okay. wooden knives? Yep, right gotcha. there. Gotcha. That's kind of cool. He carves the wooden knives. Yeah, it's like the classic. So they become stakes. Yeah, it's the classic like wood stake. That's pretty thing. badass. Yeah, maybe your hot stuff back in Transylvania, but nobody messes with Blade. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> that is a great line. Maybe your hot stuff, like, dude, this is literally Dracula, right? He's <laughs> like the king of vampires. <laughs> um, and then the first appearance that we have of Dracula in this issue is him t- just kind of like, uh, there's like this boat out at sea, uh, and he kind of pops up, just kind of like a party gag, and everyone's like, "Ooh, it's Dracula! What a great accent! Hooray!" Yeah, they're they're not too serious about and it. Dracula 
literally is like, take me seriously. I'm the real Dracula. <laughs> I'm damn a real it. vampire, damn it. Yeah, it's just like all these rich people like, oh, 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 I yeah, love they, it. They never really like specify, but we're just uh, uh, led to assume that they're just like elite rich people. Or yeah, no, they do kind of call it out. They're just like, they're just like um, heirs to fortune. It's like, okay, they're just like yeah. sycophants basically just partying, doing nothing and just spending money. Yeah. Uh, and so Dracula, yeah, he kind of like looks through the audience and kind of like picks who he wants to, I guess, his meal for the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and like hypnotizes them. So I don't know really why Dracula was putting on this act because he does kind of just like go like haywire like initially like you know immediately and just start attacking everybody. Yeah, because um, like even his uh, familiar, his like henchman dude, even calls it out. He's like, yeah, like they don't seem to be taking you very seriously. And he's just like, oh, <laughs> like like give them time, like they'll come to learn. And then immediately she's like, ah, never mind. I'm just gonna take over the captain and put a bunch of explosives and uh, attack yeah. everyone. <laughs> this plan here is very weird. Yeah, Dracula in this issue is just like strange to me. Yeah, by the end it's kind of fine. Yeah, yeah, but the, his whole plan at the beginning is like, I'm Dracula, and everyone just kind of laughs at him. He's like, huh, this isn't working. I mean, it's classic <laughs> vampire, just like ego, just trying to show yeah, off suppose. and show how awesome and amazing he is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's like, he's just playing with his food, yeah. Yeah, just having a jolly time before they kill him. Um, But Blade here, uh, the way he approaches this boat is super badass. He has, he kind of looks like Black Manta, where he's got like the scuba suit, like swimming up like spec ops. Yeah, he like James Bonds it mm-hmm. and scubas onto the boat. Yeah, even for, I mean, it's a lot like lamer that it's not a like a half vampire vampire hunter but like the the human blade even still is pretty badass yeah we didn't we haven't talked about that yet but i mean i should call that out because yeah. some people might be expecting that he's actually i not, didn't realize it really when i started reading yeah he's not a vampire at all in this issue um and we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast he wouldn't even be a vampire until wait like a, a literally a year after the movie yep um where he literally got bitten in a spider-man comic by yeah, Morbius the Vampire. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah, because it was just one of those things where it's like the comic books going back and doing movie synergy. Yep. So it's like when people complain about like Marvel doing that nowadays with like the MCU. It's been it's going like, on, That's yeah. always happened. Yeah. Yeah, a movie will kind of revamp a character and make it popular, and they'd be fools not to like chase that. Oh, yeah. Especially when the version they have is like pretty bare bones to begin with. Totally, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's a great idea, but it, yeah, it's just kind of bland, and then you get the movie adaptation, and like that just like ignited that character. Yeah, making Blade like part vampire does add that extra like layer to him that I think makes him really interesting. I like that a lot. Definitely, yeah. And these random people on the boat like literally almost killed Dracula at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they straight up just overpower him. Yeah, because one dude pulls out a cross. Yeah, and he's like, not a cross. I'm like, dude, you don't you don't have any kind of preparation for this? Right, like, you gotta have some kind of defense. Yeah, and they tackle him, and the only reason they don't kill him is because they don't have a stake right away. That's Although, literally the only reason. What I do want to know is, what is that dude carrying around, like, a full-size crucifix with him? Yeah, that was huge. It wasn't, like, a necklace, like <laughs> no, you expect. it was, yeah. like, a straight-up, like, priest one he for, like, He was ready ceremony. for vampires. Oh, yeah, he was, he came prepared. And so Blade makes his appearance, you know, he kind of announces himself, and they literally, like, have a duel. Because, like you said, Dracula in this issue kind of seems like he's, like, just trying to flaunt his power. Yeah. So he's purposely, like, dueling him in front of everybody. And Blade, like, I, I want to remind everybody, has no powers here, so it's kind of cool that yeah. he's actually going toe-to-toe with Dracula here. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bold. Like, he, I mean, I guess the fight doesn't really end with him, obviously, killing Dracula, but he pretty much does win this fight. Yeah, I mean, he, he's like, spars with him for a good amount of time before, like, the Deus Ex shows up. Yeah, it's, like, one of those situations, like, where Deathstroke is, like, fighting Superman. Like, he can't win, so he just yeah. has to, like, buy enough time to, to accomplish the mission, which in this case was make sure the boat doesn't blow up. Yep. Um, so that, that's really the real reason why the explosives were planted, is to give Blade something to accomplish. It's just a sense of urgency, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, and then it's like, I did save the day, <laughs> even though Dracula, because he has to survive, ran away. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of got the boat blown up and Dracula got away, but I mean, only like one person died. Oh, did someone die? I feel like he, I thought he got everyone off the boat. Well, I mean, if you want to count 
Well, I mean, we haven't talked about the like. His, oh, the boat the girl, or the girl too. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, the, 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 didn't the girl live? Wasn't well, she just a vampire now? Oh yeah, she is a vampire, but yeah. she did live. I yeah. mean, I guess she is undead, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's where the the issue ends. I mean, Blade kind of runs away, and uh, they do mention I, uh, the Harker does mention like, oh, I wish I could recruit him, but he's a, he's a lone wolf. Yeah, he's a wild card. Um, so that issue, I mean, there's not too much to it to break down. I mean, it's pretty standard. It's kind of just like an action comic, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Blade is pretty cool. I mean, it's it's definitely a character who, if I would have read this when it came out, of it and like, oh, he's pretty cool. Maybe bring him back and do more with him. Yeah, you could build um, off that. But like, I, I mean, as far as I know, he doesn't really appear. In, I mean, I didn't read the next issue, but the next. Uh, issue that he appears in as far as Marvel Unlimited recommended was like 50 issues later so it's a while before he comes back okay um, and it's a, it's a while before he definitely becomes a staple character in Marvel like the, the movies um, and we might as well kind of start to slowly shift our discussion over to that that realm of things yep um the movies kind of like, like I said, put Blade on the map. Like he was barely like uh, a known character at all at that point. Yeah, because I, because I, I, was it just this one issue, or was there a few after? Um, well, this issue, like I said, he he didn't he appeared like fifty issues later, and he was in a couple arcs. Oh, right, like, he right. appeared in a couple different books. Yeah, and he, he was in uh, had a couple guest appearances in like Doctor Strange. Okay, as far as what I saw, but nothing really like super big. Like, he wasn't a, a really popular character until Blade came out and really like made everyone know yep. who he was, and then added, like I said, him being a vampire, which yeah, made him super popular. It. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, Blade, the first movie Blade here, uh, and then we'll go through the whole series as this uh, our podcast goes on uh, into next week and the week after that. Um, so Blade One, of course, uh, stars Wesley Snipes. If you haven't seen it, uh, this came out in nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight. That's right. Um, one of the first like uh, R rated action movies I think I ever saw. If yeah, I'm thinking back. It was definitely one of the earliest. It was I like saw. this and the Matrix are like one of the first two. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, except that was right around when we were like eight, nine years old. So like just getting to that point. Yeah, well, um what I was reading uh doing some research for this movie is actually Wesley Snipes was um like doing some work in the background to like try to get a movie like this made. Like he was trying to get like a comic book movie uh like you know, led by him, uh like made and he was actually pushing for Black Panther first. Oh really? Like he was trying Damn. To, he was trying to get a Black Panther movie made like in the late nineties. Which would have been like starring Wesley Snipes. A Wesley Snipes Black Panther. Yeah, that would have been, been kind of cool. That would have been pretty dope. Yeah. Um. So, so when he couldn't get that off the ground, they he actually did uh, sign on when they were already trying to get a Blade movie together. Okay. Um. Th- I think they originally wanted like Denzel Washington for the role, but then Wesley Snipes came in like with you know already like trying to get something like this made, and they came to an agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it worked out for the better, I think, because Wesley Snipes makes a lot of like what the- makes this movie good. Yeah, I mean they're both good, and probably just because it it was Wesley Snipes, like I can't really imagine anyone else doing it. Yeah, I feel like Wesley Snipes really nailed like not the cheesiness of it, but like just like you got to kind of make it almost like an anime kind of like action movie at parts. Totally, yeah, yeah. Like he kind of nailed that kind of aspect of it that makes Blade kind of charming because he found like the perfect medium of being like a brooding, serious, like lone wolf kind of warrior, and like also a campy kind of like yeah, just being like a little just goofy. an entertaining like fight, like fighting, just like. I don't know. It's just like a really good medium. And being like kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there. yeah, it's just that whole movie is just meme city. With yeah, like it's all. It's, it's just a ripe for gifts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like between the fucking the fist pump and the the decapitate and the vampire and then catching the sunglasses midair and putting oh, yeah. them on Oh, yeah. Anytime with the sunglasses <laughs> when he puts that on, it's dope. Oh, yeah. Those movies are the best. And, and this movie does, like, the action scenes aged really, really, really well. Oh, yeah. Like, these action scenes would look really good, like, even just, like, today. Yeah. Like, they're almost matrix quality like for that time yeah like they like, don't 
they don't they, cut a lot like very clearly like super well practiced yeah like there are, are very few moments where it looks like almost you know uh, like it's simulated like yeah. most of it looks pretty damn good yeah exactly and yeah probably i mean to me one of the most iconic action or like opening scenes for like an action movie like would definitely be this opening club scene oh yeah because the the opening scene of this is really cool because it's just like the the this like random like uh this kind of like nobody um that guy who was at the club and thinks he's he's like picked up uh, a woman who's actually a vampire trying to kill him <laughs> yeah it takes him to an all vampire club right and uh she's like oh no come with me baby i'll show you the time of your life and then drags <laughs> yeah. him to this underground club in a vault not a great sign. Right, yeah. Uh, super hidden away, and then there's, like, fucking just, like, insane European club music. Yep, and so, like, the he's, like, he's like the meal, and he doesn't know it, so oh, he's yeah. being brought in, and then the blood sprinklers go off, which is iconic. <laughs> yeah, he's walking in, everyone's staring at him, he's like, wow, they all really like me. <laughs> <laughs> this this is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm the, popular. Got the blood sprinklers, like, got, I definitely remember that, like, sticking out in my mind when I was young seeing this movie, because mm-hmm. it's just, like, such an iconic, like, scene. And, like, the first appearance of Blade in here is, is really, like, it stands out to me like as memorable because like you're having this whole scene and blade hasn't appeared like for a while like he yep. hasn't even been it hasn't at. been in the movie yet yeah yet. and then all of a sudden like the guy's crawling away like for his life like you think he's about to get eaten and then he just like reaches blade who's on the edge of the club and like yep. looks up and you're like who the fuck is this guy yeah and all the vampires like instantly back up because they know who he is and that's like all you need to know right there yeah it's such a beautifully like shot scene it's so good yep just like a whole crowd of vampires like cowering you're like oh <laughs> shit yeah and then it just pops off yep and so like we talked about the origin of blade in this is, is is changed like this is probably the origin most people know nowadays but this was all new yep the origin of blade in this movie is that his mother was pregnant with him when she got bit by a vampire yep and blade thinks that she you know died giving birth to him because she was bitten she was bleeding out mm-hmm. and uh and he was born as what's called a daywalker where he gets basically all of the powers of a vampire except for immortality yep and uh none of the weakness like he doesn't he's not weak to sunlight and he doesn't he's not weak to like so uh, i think he is weak to silver no, no he's not he's not no silver no garlic no sunlight and the only thing the only downside is he ha- still has the thirst for blood right yeah. and so like his origin is actually like kind of brutal and i don't even like mind it because it's actually it makes a lot of sense like uh because when we're described like where he came from uh what what's his partner's name uh whistler whistler Chris like, christopherson kinda... yeah he's legendary in this oh role. yeah he's, he's really good he's fun <laughs> um he kind of describes it like oh yeah when i found him he was like he had no family and he was just like living off of like whatever people he could find to eat he was basically just like an animal who didn't understand what he was yep um and so like, i yeah, kind of just horrifying yeah <laughs> and so like I, I i almost killed him myself before i realized like he's different like he's part human and yep. so i actually like you know raised him and now we hunt vampires together yeah it's just it's such a cool origin for those two yep and so um and th- and blade's kind of like one of those characters where uh he's like gruffy like won't admit his feelings uh because at one point like um at one point um the the other character in this movie uh karen um she calls she, she's talking to him and he says uh, uh she's talking to blade and, and he and she's like you really love him don't you and he's like yeah he makes the weapons i kill the vampires <laughs> yeah it's a good deal and she's like you know you really should talk about your feelings it sounds like a bad problem here <laughs> it's like i know you care about him damn it just say it <laughs> yeah she's actually a pretty cool character too because like it, it's honestly it's a match made in heaven for like to like uh complete the trifecta of those three she's a hematologist yeah, she's like an out of yeah hematologist so she like comes in she's like oh yeah i'm like a master with the science of blood so i can make mm-hmm. you a new serum or maybe even a cure right it's kind of interesting because she looks at it like um like science like you know you guys need blood to live like that makes sense it's food a food source what causes that like what what out of the blood is your nutrient and can we extract that and can we make something yeah so it's actually a pretty cool theory yeah 
Yeah, and then originally she actually doesn't make something like uh, to heal anything. She actually makes a weapon almost, because and actually is kind of almost a checkoffs like uh, freaking explodey serum. Oh my god, that explodey <laughs> serum is fucking brutal. He like stabs vampires with it, and they just start bubbling and like popping and like screaming. Yeah, because it's like a chemical that coagulates blood or doesn't coagulate blood, and so whatever the like opposite is for vampires just makes them like explode wherever it goes in. Yeah, so so some of the like the tools he has for fighting are like are, are pretty fun to watch. Like and there's like some things that are set up early that pay off too, like his weapon that like has the trap on it where if anyone else grabs it without yep. disabling the switch, your hand will get fucked up. Yeah, like four blades like shoot out and like freaking eviscerate your hand. Yep. So there's little <laughs> things like that that are just like cool tools in his arsenal. That, my favorite always come back. My favorite's probably the sh- the steak shotgun, where it's oh, like a yeah. sawed off <laughs> shotgun that shoots silver steaks. Like that thing is so awesome. Oh yeah, or the uh, the onion pepper spray is pretty oh, handy. Oh god, that he gives yeah, her. <laughs> yeah. Because whoever does the makeup for this movie did pretty damn good because the scenes where either someone gets uh freaking um garlic sprayed or gets the poppy serum like it's actually some brutal makeup and like uh, yeah, blood like, effects the, it, and it even holds up like for like it looks like a little dated but like in a fun way where there, it's like oh yeah for like, sure like the part where like the elder vampire get like where deacon frost like takes him out into the sun and like just lets him melt yeah like that scene like doesn't look perfect but i i, I really like how it looks that it looks brutal as shit that scene compared to the end fight scene where he gets cut in half and then like half his that torso one's not flying great. up and the blood coagulates and pulls it back down it the blood cgi in this is so horrifyingly bad yeah anytime they tried to make cgi like out of nothing it looks terrible yeah but it's like anytime they sort of did like old school graphics and like maybe mixed in a little bit yeah like you, some of it was practical effects and that even happens today like you got to have a mixture of like practical oh. effects and special effects if you do just one like yep. you can tell oh yeah there's a good medium um for sure uh and deacon frost uh now that we mentioned as well like he's a character who i would think like would come off as like not a very interesting villain but i do kind of like the dynamic he has with like the other antagonists in the movie for sure because it's kind of like an interesting take like at the end of the 90s where it's like the young guy that you know understands computers and understands the evolving technology so he's getting a step ahead of all these old 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 members of the cabal yep and so um and like the graphics they show like for his computer science stuff are a little dumb and cheesy but yeah because he's trying to crack an ancient like scroll code of of how to complete it's called like the summon la magra like the blood god Yeah. yeah it's like some spirit of the 12 like ceremony and they constantly show this graphic of like uh like a green kind of matrix looking like uh, 3d blueprint of right. like this, what the ceremony layout supposed to be and it, it's just the cheesiest 90s it, looking like thing yeah, it just ever. looks like a pc screensaver they show it a hundred <laughs> times so many times yeah it's <laughs> And like I, I like the dynamic they're going because it's kind of cool because he's translating the old texts and his dad even says like no one's ever been able to translate the old text it would take like billions of years to yeah, even like, try it's worthless and he's doing it with a computer so like I kind of like that take oh god and the dude who helps him do it we meet later on what's his name oh the I blob wrote person yeah. oh, <laughs> oh my crap. god the blob person is disgusting I gotta find I wrote the name down Pearl. Oh, yeah, Pearl. It's like his hacker, and it's a vampire that just, like, became a lazy, obese hacker, and it's just a giant blob. Yeah. And they literally just sit and torture him with a UV, uh, like, oh. lamp. And he and just, it, like, melts and bubbles. Yeah, Ugh. they just melt him to death, it's and it gr- is so disgusting. Yeah, but like we said, the effects in this are pretty convincing. Oh, yeah, no, it's great. Um, But, yeah, so I, I do like that dynamic of kind of, like, the young guy is, like, you know, he's even more evil because he's got these tools in his arsenal that he understands that the older people don't. Yeah. So he's, his plan is to basically sacrifice all of the council members 
and Blade is the key part because he's the daywalker. He's like part of the prophecy. Yeah, they and need s- his blood to start it. Yeah, so his plan is sacrifice all of them, summon the blood god, and then bring about, you know, like, you know, the age of vampires. Yeah, basically you know? make him Super Saiyan yeah. vampire. Classic vampire plot, you know, t- we're tired of living in secret. And the, mm-hmm. other, the older ones are like, no, it's let us live for millennia. Yeah, it, it's not the first time an idea like that's been done, but I really like that take for vampires where they're basically just like an Illuminati yeah. Where, like they they have heavy influence within like the world governments and like socio political schemes and stuff, but like they're like still forced to kind of do their shit like on the down low. Yeah, and they end up being right because the more that they do, the more it draws the attention of other people, like Blade, you know, vampire yeah. hunters. Yeah, exactly. So if it wasn't Blade, it'd be someone else who rose to the action, you know, in the wake of the fallout, you know. Yep. So Blade does end up going like you know they they take it's a little bit of a classic you know trope where they they take the um take the girl and they're like come get her Blade. Yeah, they and, do Chris Christopherson dirty. Yeah. He, he does get killed. Although, um, if if you've seen the other movies, you know he did get retconned. Because yeah. the movie, they kind of leave it hanging because Blade finds him and he's been tortured and he's like half alive and he's like, give me your gun, damn it. And they, they give him the gun and walks away and you hear a gunshot, but you know you don't see it. So, they yeah, they retcon him. And I can't honestly remember how they play that. If he just lived or is he if he's like in half second vampire. One? That's yeah. what I don't know. That's the only way I can think of that he would have lived. Is or it- th- they just do what they do for the girl too where like... Uh, that she has the serum for people that got bit recently, but she can't do it for Blade because he was born that way. Oh yeah, because she does kind of like come up with a cure for yeah. people who are um, bit. Who, bit by vampires, which she kind of throws in Deacon Frost's face because he's like, "You're not even a real vampire; like you're just a, a disease." Yeah, but just another kind of uh, character like point for him is that he's always looked down upon because he wasn't born a vampire, so he's not a true like vampire. Right? Because these other like the elder members were all born vampires, and so they kind of yeah, had Illuminati. Yeah, so he can kind of like walk in the sun a little bit like he puts on sunscreen yeah which is kind of a cheesy take it's not the first time i've seen it done but yeah it's that's always kind of a bad trope to me yeah, <laughs> it's that like that would some, not work that better be some strong fucking sunscreen because like you're telling me vampire's eyes wouldn't be like affected that's true he'd have to wear sunglasses too. yeah he wasn't wearing sunglasses no that, that would have been better <laughs> Yeah, and that scene, too, is ridiculous. He literally just yeets, like, a 12-year-old girl, like, into, like, a booth. Yeah, to distract Blade, and then <laughs> yeah. she's fine. Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> like, thanks, Blade. Yeah. I fell into a hot dog stand. That should have hurt. <laughs> yeah, I should I- have, like, a broken leg. By the way, I'm also a daywalker. Bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and so, the, so Blade uh, goes after her and, you know, goes into the facility. And then the big twist of this movie is we had actually seen her earlier. Yeah. Like, we had seen like, uh, you know, Deacon Frost, like on his computer doing work. And then this woman kind of like, you know, crawled out of his bed and she's like, what are you doing, Deacon? You're working too hard. And mm-hmm. we just kind of thought she was just some random woman. Yeah. But then the twist at the end is that's actually Blade's mom. Yeah. Like she pops up and like, you know, stabs Blade and she's like, I'm back, Blade. Like, <laughs> yeah. Y- Surprise, y- You thought I died when I was bit, but I actually turned into a vampire. And you know what? I kind of like it. Yeah. So that's the that's the twist of it is she's like become evil. Like she liked being a vampire. Yeah. And Frost was the one that bit her too. Yeah. So then it's kind of this also creepy dynamic where now Frost like puts his arm around her like, hello, <laughs> yeah. son. So I'm begging your mom. <laughs> yeah. he, he doesn't say that, but I just imagine like, hello, son. And it's like, say hello to your new daddy. <laughs> yeah. They don't say that, but they actually do go one step creepier. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of blanked this out of my memory, I think. Yeah. Um. There's a scene which I... Didn't remember this. You didn't remember this. No, but it does happen. It happened. Uh, Blade is like restrained, like he's you know going to be in used the ritual, as the blood sacrifice, the bleeding yeah. chamber. And so his mom goes up to him, so that way they can have like their first conversation. And she is like fucking, 
like acting like sexy and like trying to like rub noses and kiss him. It's really fucking yeah, weird. She literally like rubs lips with him. Oh. And it's like, what is she's like, it's, I'm not the same person I was. And it's just it's, like you're still kind of his mom. You're still his mom. <laughs> you're certainly that. Yeah, like it's just a weird I, take. Like I was just like, and then the scene ends and I'm like, why was that scene in the movie? <laughs> it's so jarring. What producer needed to be on set be like, uh, you maybe want to just delete that one scene? Yeah, this movie's lacking something. I think we need some creepy, like incestuous vibes. No, 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 no. It's like it's so cursed. It's like uh, why did this okay, the really good movie, you know, I'm liking all of this. That that's a that's a no for me. Yeah, like it's it's like it draws enough emotion or like dr- uh, dr- dramatic effect that it's like oh it's his former mom putting him in like the ritual chamber to like lower him down. It, but no, it's like we got to put a creepy incestuous. Yeah, vibe that's on the top thing is it. I kind of like the twist of her being evil. Yeah, and that's like, a cool twist. Being a vampire. Yeah, because yeah, then you got to be like, well, she's a vampire. That's what I've sworn to kill. What what do I do here? Yep. But then you got to fucking just make it weird. You yeah, make it weird. Had to man. make it weird. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he does actually end up killing her. You know, he stabs his mom. She's like, sorry, you're not my mom anymore. And kills yeah, because Karen uh, actually ends up like freaking saving the day because they end up dropping her in like a pit that they hold recently, like turn vampires in. And this is actually like, I remember this scene from, from when I was a kid. This horrified me because it's like just a pit of bones and it ends up being like a coworker she worked with at the hospital. Oh, it wasn't just her coworker. It was her, her ex-boyfriend. ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just like, oh, Karen, like, what are you doing here? Like, do you ever think about us? And he's like, just looks yeah. like a zombie and it is horrifying. Yeah, that scene is, is pretty good because yeah. she's just like in a pit and like you don't even see the fight. You just see her like crawl out afterwards. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, so, th- so that part was really good. I kind of liked that because they had set that up earlier like he they had talked like they yep. were both like co-workers also yeah and like they had gone up to the like one of the vampire corpses in the very start of the movie and like that was like the first really attack on a civilian we saw where like he got insta murdered like, yeah after, he got like, his throat ripped out yeah and so we thought he was gone so him popping up again at the end of the movie pretty cool yeah no it was a great like plot twist mm-hmm. so i did like that the final fight itself not that great um, compared yeah. to all the other fights, because most of, like we said, the fight scenes in this movie, really, really cool. Like, a lot of them are really good. Yeah, the fight scene, like, uh, after he, after Karen gets him out of the, like, bleeding chamber, and then, okay, yeah, no, I, I should can we be- talk about the creepy, like, sex slash biting scene? Or like, oh, yeah, because Blade needs blood, sexual. so she's like, take my blood, uh, Blade. And then he literally like starts feeding on her, and she's like, don't stop, don't stop. And then it's like just quick it's cuts li- of her li- moaning. It's pretty much a sex scene. It's a sex scene. I was like, with- why is this sexual? <laughs> like, it is so, it's not as bad as the mom, like, rub lips. But- no, it's just like, it's just like, why did you make this, like, it, like, I get what's happening. It's like, no, take some of my blood. Like, this yeah. is a sacrifice I'm making. Yep. But then you make it weird. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, she's nah, literally nah, saying, nah, like, nah. don't stop, and like, gasping and moaning. And it's like, this is going on so long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah so that and then so that like the i thought scene, our neighbors would be like we thought we were watching a sex scene <laughs> honestly some weird bdsm porn but yeah no the fight scene after that like leading up to the deacon yeah i should, re- I should rephrase because like that the fight scene leading up to it is very very good it's yeah. just the fight between him and deacon is like yeah yeah because they just make it they open up with like a cheesy sword fight where it does not look like steven dorf got a lot of training with sword fighting no because they kind of just bang swords against each other right and then yeah he just turns into super saiyan mickey and then because like he gets like kind of i guess the powers of lamagra which is why he's like going toe-to-toe with blade but it's just like even then i'm not buying the fight yeah it's pretty bad um and then yeah you get the classic 
uh, he gets cut in half, and then the blood coagulates and like pulls him back. Yeah, like we said, that looks terrible. really bad. <laughs> that's what. That's probably the worst in the movie. Yeah. Um. But the way they kill him is pretty cool because he has those those yep. uh, serum things that we talked about that make you blow up. Yeah. And he like throws all five of them and then kicks the final one into his face. Yeah, because this whole time Frost thinks that that's his serum that he takes for like his bloodlust, but it's actually like the explodey stuff. Yep. <laughs> so he's not taking it too seriously. He's like, oh, what are you gonna do with that? And at one point, Blade even tries to trick him into it. He's like, why did you have it? taste and like even like <laughs> contemplates it. it's just like nah yeah I again like the they're setting stuff. up something that's going to be used later they do that really well in yeah this they, movie. they check mm. off a lot yep but uh, yeah so it, and you actually get the classic uh cgi bungle where after he gets all the syringes in him when he starts to like get all big and explodey one leg on him like doesn't change yeah, it looks all. a little janky <laughs> it just stays completely normal and then you gotta love the final line too. Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> that honestly, I love that line. <laughs> I forgot about that. That is such a great line. Yeah, I think that was a line that Wesley, uh, Wesley Snipes wrote. Like he put that. Oh, in. for real? Yeah, and it's like that. That's so great. That's so that. fucking prime. <laughs> my God. Like this because that just kind of shows like Blade never thought he would lose. He was no. just like yeah. The, the whole time, just like this is just some punk kid thinking he's gonna rule yeah. the world. Like, like you're trying really hard just to fail in the end. <laughs> yeah. A really good line he had even before the fight began. Like even when he was prisoner, he's like, "I promise you, Deacon, you'll be dead by." dawn yeah and like that's so cool because like, and of course he delivers like right before the sun rises yeah like blade is just the definition of cool in this entire movie yep so i'm excited because i actually going back and watching this i i went in like i knew how i had watched it before like i said it was one of the first r-rated movies i remember watching but it yeah, was yeah. so long ago like i barely remembered any of it yeah definitely didn't remember that weird scene with his mom knew <laughs> yeah i'd watch it like probably a few years after i had initially seen it when it came out and then like maybe a couple times after that randomly but not that often yeah so I'm excited to go back and watch all three of these because I don't remember Blade 2, I don't think, at all either. The parts that I did remember were all from this movie, as yep. far as I know. So Blade 2 seems like it'll be all new for me. Yeah, most of it will be for me, too. Now, I, I definitely have seen it a couple of times. Mainly the only things that have stuck out in my memory are Ron Perlman. And, um, yeah, you told me. I didn't know yeah, Ron, Ron Perlman, Perlman was in plays that. like a Russian vampire, dude. <laughs> he wears like tiny little circle sunglasses and has like a henchwoman girlfriend. Like, like he it's does hilarious. that in a lot of movies. Oh, yeah, that's sure. glasses. He must it's a like good, those. It's a good villain look. It, it's a good look. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the week after that we'll be watching blade three which i've only heard good things about oh I'm my kidding honestly i'm kind of i i'm kind of excited for that movie for how bad it is all right i'm that that's promising that movie's just literally a meme <laughs> well that's exciting <laughs> it can't be the worst thing we've ever watched but um, maybe we'll rewrite it'll be it. probably the most comedically bad thing okay we'll i'll take that i will take that <laughs> oh yeah um, but anyway that'll be the end of our uh, the first part of our blade coverage join us next monday and we'll be getting into uh the don mcgregor blade series that they believe it's three issues again on marvel unlimited if you want to read that ahead of time yep and then like i said we'll be watching blade 2 so join us next time the spooky coverage continues oh, yes <laughs>